But let's start with the Donald Trump raid. Uh, did you hear what they found in in the in his lockbox? <laughs> that was the Al Gore raid. I know, but <laughs> in his safe that he was uh, so consternating about. No, a concrete explanation signed by Gary Bettman and the Department of Player Safety of what goaltender interference is. So that's where we've been keeping it all this time. Yeah, they fucking had it. They just lied to us. I figured it was in the same warehouse where uh, they keep the Ark of the Covenant at the end of <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> like they like accidentally absconded with the real prop. They're like, it's the real Ark, right? Yeah. Like, no, dude, we made this for a movie, but we, but it's the real Ark, right? I've seen the movie. Shit works. <laughs> yeah. That, it, that's cinematography. Uh, but is it? <laughs> Hi, I also have a QAnon sticker on my car. <laughs> you know what does work? Dark Brandon. Oh, God. I haven't dove into that yet, and I will not. So, uh, uh, like. Yeah, but I don't know. When, when my fantasy hockey team is Dark Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, Dark Brandon Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, they, they probably have like a furniture sale after each game. I'd be okay with that. You can yeah, that's, that sounds you fucking convenient. Get some great Amish furniture, man. Yeah, for real. That I, that would be a plus. Can you do this in a mid-century modern? They just look at you with scorn. <laughs> You're going to hell. No, yeah. I mean, well, because a, a lot of Amish stuff fits in with modern stuff. Because sometimes it tends to be sort of plain. But yeah, you you can't you can't put some like mission furniture in in uh, in a modern context you're not putting way. amish furniture no. in an issue of dwell right yeah then if you try and sneak mission furniture into dwell like the fucking the Bauhaus black helicopters will come for you i miss unhappy hipsters is it is it dead i don't know i just haven't looked at it in like okay I, god years. i hope it's not dead i need to look it up again yeah may 18th 2015 oh boo september 23rd 2014 on unhappy hipsters to be honest i haven't fully bought into kale culture you know who can afford kale now? Michaela Grant Mentis. Michaela Grant Mentis. Oh shit! Uh, we know this because her contract was released publicly. Um, oh yeah, this is uh, episode sixty-seven of the, <laughs> the, the Unhappy Handsome Hipsters podcast. Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the intro music, that <laughs> still to me sounds like you're coming up upon the supervillain of an SNES game. Um, it's like you're I, playing hockey against Kayla Grant Mantis. Yeah, and I mean that as like the most complimentary way. Um, I'm Jake. This is Evan. Um, this is Evan. And uh, yeah, Michaela got paid. Yeah, Michaela got paid, and we know this because of the d- disclosure. Uh, however, that was not supposed to happen. Okay. And so since... It was an accident? It was... Uh, Heaven forbid the women hockey players tell you how much they're going to make. They're like, eating motherfucking K-Dog. <laughs> no more Costco <laughs> hot dogs. I mean, you can still get it. A Costco hot dog is fairly solid. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a solid meal. Uh, it's got the five food groups of <laughs> hot dog and bun and condiment. Um, they don't have the onions anymore. 
I've noticed. Ooh, that, that's which a, is that's actually a, a real killer. It's a killer. Yeah. So the PHF and the Players Association came to an agreement, and this happened a while ago, but we got wrapped up in the a only po- posting shit every like two weeks, and b uh, all of the hockey malfeasance we talked about yeah. last week. Which so, you should still go listen to. It's uh, it, a lot of it's tough to hear, but it's important. So the PHF and the PA came to an agreement on how to disclose player salaries because there's something really tyrannical about not allowing players to discuss with other players or the media how much they're making. Yeah, technically illegal. You should talk with your coworkers about your salaries. Yeah, the downside of this agreement is that there is supposed to be an agreement between player and team about when and how the money will be disclosed. And which seems like hmm. it's the league saying, ah, we'll decide when. And Does Lou Lamorello run this league now? Like uh, he, it's like him and the Boynton's are yeah, like, like in lockstep. It's crazy that this is how they're running their league. I understand that this is kind of like a, them feeling each other out and getting things right for their players um but the phf always loves to do things in maybe the most strange ham-fisted ways possible even backwards even if they're doing the right thing in more or less the right manner that it's like oh let's let's make something weird (laughs) uh let's make it weird and like completely not transparent um right so uh, at some point are we gonna get just a cavalcade of signing i think we will at some point i think we'll get a ton of information about player salaries i also think that there's a chance that you know some players don't want to kind of disclose that Uh, i i don't know i understand that you want to create an environment that's maybe a little bit more i don't know even between like veterans and rookies but ultimately i think this is a step in the right direction right Mm -hmm. like the players now have a vehicle for discussing the their salaries with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we joked about it earlier, but legitimately, you should be speaking with your coworkers about your salaries to make sure you're not getting the short end of the stick. Know your worth. Yeah, I understand setting some some ground rules. That yeah. makes sense. And you know, there is this consternation, which I understand about the fact that. There has there's supposed to be an agreement between the player and the team about when a salary is released. But um, Reagan Carey, the commissioner of the PHF, also said, you know, I don't see a scenario where our league will go after any players for disclosing their salaries. That sounds pretty aggressive and not the kind of relationship we want with players. Yeah. So they see that as like it's not going to be untenable. Like this was a legitimate negotiation. And I think the more of these kind of negotiations that happen it'll be better. Yeah. And ultimately, hopefully the players association becomes an actual union, a full union and can collectively bargain. And that I think is probably the next step for the players. It, uh, you know, shouldn't be surprise anyone, but we are a pro union podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, like 100% pro union. Uh, the only bad thing I could say about the union is, uh, uaf oh i mean it can be like sorry is uaw it can be you know political caddy corrupt sure yeah but you know the workers still need someone 
the advocating for them. Yeah. If there's, you know, any kind of class of worker that is being obviously and systematically abused, you can almost guarantee that they don't have a union. And maybe they did. Maybe the union got detoothed and sent packing, you know, but uh, yeah, unions. It's really awesome to see the power of women's hockey players that they are exerting. Uh, I think they realize that with the PWHPA and their league potentially on the way. And we, I mean, we still don't know any real details about the PWHPA. Yeah, they're threatening a hockey league. Yeah. Um, but the PHF knows that that's coming. Mm-hmm. And so if the PHF wants to have a stake in the future of uh, women's hockey landscape, they need to make these concessions. They need to, you know, listen to their their player base mm-hmm. right and so i think that's why we're starting to see this um hopefully we see some more of it hopefully we get a more transparent league uh you know seeing as how no sports league in the world is transparent i'm not gonna hold my breath yeah but we want the phf to be different and to be inclusive and 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 transparent and hopefully they can figure out a way to do that it's a challenge yeah you know, we we root for the PHF. We give them some ribbing sometimes, but make no mistake, we are absolutely rooting for them. Uh, it's just it's a process setting up a sports league, and it's messy. Yeah, if Mel Pearson had been transparent, he that, might still have a job. That's for sure. Uh, Ooh, man, uh, probably not. Back up. We're talking about yeah. the University of Michigan coach of yeah. their so yeah i guess amazing hockey team right now we should back up a little bit so mel pearson who is the hockey coach of the university of michigan uh, for the last five years was summarily fired in august which is doing a fine job on the ice because he effectively created an extremely toxic environment or at the very least declined to manage a very toxic environment this comes about after the university of michigan dropped themselves from the 2021 Frozen Four because of COVID. Some things surfaced about how Mel Pearson may or may not have tried to force his players to lie about their exposures Mm -hmm. so that they could continue playing. Nothing come of that came of that because ultimately they did dropped out of the tournament. Yeah, so, the problem yeah. became too big for them to hide. Right. What then came forth was a couple of big things. Uh, one, Steve Shields, UM graduate and former hockey player there, who before Marty Turco was like one of the greatest college goalies of all time, and then he just happened to get eclipsed by the next guy up. So Steve Shields was an assistant coach with the team. He brought some concerns up to Coach Mel about the director of player development and uh, his harassment of women Mm. uh, in the program. And then also this kind of toxic culture that had been created where there was a fear of reprisal if anybody spoke up about these things. Mm. Mel basically told him to fuck off and a series of of events happened where... Steve Shields went to the athletic department, reported his findings. The athletic department talked to Mel Pearson. Mel Pearson 
threw Steve Shields under the bus and then fired Steve Shields. And then Strauss Mann, his team's captain, a senior goalie and one hell of a goalie, left the program kind of shockingly mm-hmm. uh, to outside observers and signed a professional contract with a team in Sweden. He then went on to be the net miner for the US in the Olympics this past year. And people are like, why would your senior captain and goalie leave and starting goaltender leave? And it turns out that he had brought concerns about the really toxic environment created and the hockey team up to Mel Pearson and Mel Pearson and him kind of, it's not that they had it out. It was that like Strauss man went to Steve Shields and said, Hey, uh, wrong. I'm getting like all of these reports that I'm out to get Mel Pearson fired or coach Pearson fired. I'm not doing that. Like this is not what's happening. And Mel sent some really bedraggled texts to Steve Shields, like about Strauss trying to get him fired, and like, and also it was reportedly all... like bad mouth Strauss man to like scouts on NHL teams. Yes, uh, and Strauss has since signed a contract with the San Jose Sharks. Congratulations to him. I hope he's yeah. in the league soon. He's a very good goalie. I mean, probably like pretty fucking easy to see past any bullshit smokescreen thrown up by a college coach if you're a star captain goaltender that has performed very well in pretty much every public appearance he's made in the game pieces out yeah it pieces out and then like you're talking shit about him to scouts like yeah that's pretty just transparently stupid (laughs) yeah so the university of michigan Hired a law firm, the same law firm who handled the Dr. Anderson case, to come in and investigate. And during that investigation, Mel Pearson flat out lied. Oh, yeah? Numerous times, Mm. including one lie that was caught on tape Ah. uh, because Steve Shields recorded a conversation with him. Ah, the old Alex Jones special. Yeah. and Blatant perjury. This report came out in May of this year, and Mel Pearson was out of a contract, but he didn't get a new contract, but he wasn't dismissed. He had a press conference a couple of weeks ago where he was like, yeah, I'm still the coach in Michigan. I'm happy to be here, blah, blah, blah. And but then, he took the press conference from his house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, from his couch. Yeah, He's in like- sweats. No. <laughs> and so... All of this, and then the report drops, the report finally gets becomes public, and people are like, why the fuck does this guy still have a job? Yeah, well, I mean, the report dropped, and then the sword dropped. It was like, but it was still a couple of days later, reportedly, right. the athletic director was like, no, I'm not going to fire him, which... You didn't even have to fire him. He doesn't have a contract. It's the summer. All the people that write press releases are doing other things. That's, yeah. that's the problem is your grad students are off. Yeah. But so the president and the regents were like, hey, fuck you. Fire this guy. And it was reported that there was like a standoff between the athletic director and the regents and the president. And I'm like, fuck it. Fire him, too. <laughs> fuck this guy. We don't need him. Like. You have one of the most profitable athletic departments in the country. Hire whoever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. Why do we need this clown? Uh, oh, he played football for Bo. Who gives a fuck? Bo was a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bo had his problems. Bo, ha- it turns out, 
And one of his big problems was like having a buddy buddy society right. that didn't talk, which is exactly what fucking happened here. What's interesting is like University of Michigan generally does things relatively the right way. And Usually, more, yeah. more or more or less. Yeah. They're not They like to pretend that they always do things the right way. Right. And the lengths at which it took to dislodge like one center of toxicity from a university that more or less does things the right way most of the time is is illustrative it's it's an alarming like and to me like i'll again nobody listens to this podcast but i'll say it like (laughs) the athletic director should be fired for this between this and the Jawan howard slapping the coach from uh (laughs) slapping mark turgeon incident there are some don't fire Jawan howard just fire the athletic director i i no do not fire like should Jawan Howard or could Jawan Howard have easily been fired for that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't. Just because, I love Jawan. Just because I and, want like more of him. But him and Jalen were my favorites on the Fab Five. Like I love Jawan. He also, you know, seem apologetic about his right. actions afterwards. Uh, there was some contrition, but also we all kind of wanted to be him. Oh yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to slap that fucking guy? Even he wakes up in the morning and just slaps his face. He's like, I had that coming. It's just like a series of gaffes that why mm-hmm. would you keep this guy around? Like he obviously doesn't really have And you kind of He doubt- was a great AD at like Yukon. Okay. Michigan's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, and you kind of think, well, maybe he's already kind of signed his death warrant a little bit and it'll be uh they're just looking around on how to replace him yeah. and and i mean maybe it's a year maybe more but yeah. it's hard to come back from this kind of shit big ups to the msc mary sue coleman who was the president of the university when i was there michigan fired their president earlier this year for mm-hmm. being a pervo on you mish emails really yeah yeah like, what like a long standing affair with an employee that was completely and totally documented via email Oof. yeah um and so why would you use your work email right and so mary sue coleman is back as the interim president uh <laughs> the new president is starting in october i believe and like having the balls as an interim to just say no fire the fucking coach thankfully i think she you know she has some cachet at u of m because of the fact mm-hmm. that she had been there for so long previously right. and she was un, you know unattached uninvolved yeah she's Fresh. like what, what are you gonna do fire me huh. yeah yeah i already retired from this bitch like uh, in some ways interim anywhere you know interim nhl coaches like sometimes they can be the most revealing and and dis, you know decisions yeah Looking at you, Martin St. Louis. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, hey, they're competitive all of a sudden. That's weird. Um, but so the fallout here is Mel Pearson's gone. Thank fucking Christ. So Brandon Narado has been named the interim head coach for this upcoming season. Not uh, Naruto. No. <laughs> uh, Narado. Uh, he played at Michigan under Red Berenson while Mel Pearson was an assistant coach at Michigan. He spent a little bit of time in the league um, or in professional hockey retired and then started basically a, like a analytics slash consulting slash player Mm -hmm. dynamics or player development uh, company and bounced around for a while. Um, Sounds like a good person to have be a college coach. Well, at one point the Red Wings to their players, they're like, Hey, what did you guys all do this summer? They're like, Oh, we worked with this guy. And Mm -hmm. they were like, 
all of you? And they were like, yeah. It was like 10 guys or something like that worked with him. And so Mm. they hired him. So he worked for the Red Wings for the parts of like three or four seasons. And then all of the like high-end draft prospects at Michigan, they were like, hey, what did you guys do this summer or in the offseason? They're like, oh, we worked with Brandon Arado. And they're like, like, are Brandon Arado? And they're like, yeah. And so like, (laughs) we should hire him as an assistant then. He's big into analytics, but he's mm-hmm. also very like a, a very statistically driven, but also very like like I will coach you and make you better, but I'll show you why this will make you better as well, as opposed to just being like do this. So a bunch of the current players and former players who played there last season loved him. He'd only been there for one year, and most of the malfeasance happened the year before, so he was gotcha. not really part of it. So he's the interim coach. Uh, you know, it'd be awesome if he was super successful and they're like, yeah, we have no reason we have to hire, we have to hire you. Like <laughs> you crushed it. We just won a national championship. That would be rad. Uh, Luke Hughes is like the best college hockey player of all time. Here you go. Here, <laughs> here's a contract and a trophy. We'll see what happens. But bye, Mel. Bye. Next, we have some other endings to talk about. Yeah, it turns out all sorts of things are ending. Like, uh, stranger things season four that streak of firelessness in oregon yeah that ended with a plum this uh this past week we on fire and then also joe thornton retired yeah jumbo joe hats off to him amazing career amazing he's beard amazing body amazing f- funny nature yeah he's uh he's sailing off into the sunset and congratulations to him on an amazing and exciting career yeah, it it seems like he was around within the vicinity of the Stanley Cup for oh much of God. his career. Yeah, like it's like when you throw a dart so many times looking for that bullseye and it, it you know, you paint a pattern really tight around it but don't actually hit the bullseye. Like that was his his playoff career. He he had some amazing playoff performances. He had some historical flameouts with with the Sharks. Just some really really kind of dud performances as a team probably one of the best passers we've ever seen in the league absolutely like especially for somebody of his size and mm-hmm. like grit like he was a guy who would throw the body around he was a guy who wasn't afraid of contact he's a big fucking dude mm-hmm. hence the jumbo joe moniker but also soft as fuck hands yeah and really soft heart he was known as really great guy in the room, really positive kind of guy. You'd like want to be your dad somewhere. He's probably somebody's dad. And like, yeah, I'm sure those he's a kids father. are fucking pumped. Right. I mean, for several years on or that one year, sorry, on the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, it sort of seemed like he was Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner's dad. He had one of the best like nude butts ever presented in social media. Uh, when he like, snuck his naked butt into Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner's TikTok or Instagram one day. It was so funny. Nudity was sort of a theme in his career. He appeared next to Brent Burns, uh, autocorrected to Brent Buns, uh, in the ESPN body issue, just giving us all hockey players additional body issues. Yeah, well, I mean, we all know the legend of the hockey butt Like at this <laughs> right. point. like. If well, you and play he didn't hockey ha- and you don't have one, you're not trying. He didn't have a, a, a Yager booty. He had, no. he had a, I mean, that wasn't his frame, but uh, he could throw his weight and he could throw 
mean, he probably fought at some point in his career, but that kind of, I don't know. He seems like he's more likely to be at like a fish show than fight or something. He strikes me as like the Bill Walton of the NHL in some ways. And I don't know if that's accurate or not, but like, that's just the vibe I get. Like a stoner grandpa kind of vibe. Yeah. But like competitive stoner grandpa, right? Stoner grandpa that like cleans up in bags or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thornton ended his career with uh, 1,539 regular season points, including 1,109 assists. Wow. Uh, that That's a lot. He was the last active, because Chara yeah, retired him just before right. him. So, so he, was, he was the last active NHL player who was drafted in the 90s. Right. So, like, you can still get his, like, grainy face in a Bruins jersey and on, like, NHL 98 or something. 99. I don't know. I forget when he came into the league. Between him and Chara, we're seeing the retirement of two, I would guess, first ballot Hall of Famers. They've got to be. You know, Thornton, we talked about this during our our Hall of Fame episode or our episode in which we talked about Alex McGillany for mm-hmm. some fucking reason not being in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. The the cup is not the end all be all that it used to be. Evan talked about this at much grander on a much grander scale, but like there's so many teams now and there's so many players and there's so much parity. Winning the cup is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's not like there are 12 teams. It's not like there's six teams. Like winning the right. cup is fucking hard. Right. That's why you don't see Montreal win the cup five years in a row with eight people that are all in the hall of fame now. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. It's the league has changed. Yeah. So these guys, I think, I mean, Char has got a cup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Thornton doesn't. He got close a couple times. Got so tantalizingly close. And like, God damn it. I wanted I was rooting for him between him and Patrick Marlowe. You were rooting for these two good old soldiers to find a cup. And they they did it. They did the, the late in career trades. One each took a swing with Toronto, which come on, guys, you could have known better. LOL. <laughs> and then Joe's like, I'm going to go to you know, to Florida and he barely played. I'm sure he if, played like 30 games. Something like yeah. That. I'm sure if they got to the, I'm sure Later if they made it deeper, deeper in the playoffs, they would have helped to meet the minimum to get on the cup, but he was barely playing in the, in yeah. the season yeah. last year. Uh, the year before that, he was fantasy relevant when he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like his drop off was nicely swift. Like you, you don't want it to, to, drag on there for well, it's like too much 43 so like, well right i mean like, like Marlowe was like okay god damn is this guy still fucking playing joe thornton was like when he was on toronto that was fu- he he worked with those dudes yeah um but yeah so happy trails to joe thornton it's been a hell of a ride we've loved watching you i'm sh- i would not be surprised if he shows up on some broadcast somewhere i hope so like uh, he's ESPN he's a, could use some fucking help. Yeah. So like get, he's really get Jumbo funny in there and let him keep his beard. Absolutely. Let him keep his beard. One of the all time best beards in the league in sports, really probably in sports. Yeah. I mean, like he, he has a beard to compete with duck dynasty. Like <laughs> also some happy trails. Robin Lehner is out for 
all of 2022-23 with uh, hip surgery. It's kind of a sad trail, really. It's but yeah. Happy trails to his hip. I don't know. Happy, happy trails, trails to, his, to the pain in his hip. To we'll his go injured with that. Hip? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's been struggling physically for so long. I hope this is something that fixes everything. Because, I mean, a lot of times when you have a bunch of other shit go wrong, it's based on your hip being fucked up. So he's a big-bodied goalie. You know, I would love to see him continue to play at his peak skill for years but it i don't know starting to wonder if that's maybe possible with all the injuries he's had yeah which sucks after really like putting it together mentally yeah which was you know and that's honestly one of the things that i think will miss the most about robin laner this year you know assuming he does not continue uh, or since he's out of the spotlight mm-hmm. a little bit more because he won't be playing. Another dude that's probably like fit for TV or radio. Like he's also really funny. Absolutely. And he's 100% genuine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he talks about his mental health issues, which I think is incredibly important for athletes. Uh, we're seeing that more and more. But Robin Lehner was probably one of the first NHL players to really like yes like announce it like we've mm-hmm. we've heard things from people in the plat the past but he was like i am going to talk about talk about my mental health issues and you will listen and just his presence has like you know almost maybe it's just coincidence but mirrored the flip-flop in talking about uh you know mental health in a negative context and mental health in a positive context because mm-hmm. like he had this reputation as like being a head case and then he came out and was like yeah all right here's what this this is what this is head yeah here this is what this head is thinking and it made perfect fucking sense and now i mean you know you have things like bell let's talk where at the beginning of robin laner's career i don't think you did and you know even that kind of empty sentiment has grown and probably reflected his efforts and his sort of outreach and advocacy for mental health issues in the league. So it sucks to see him have to go through more adversity. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of somebody who's gone through a ton of adversity, uh, Max Pacioretty tore his Achilles. Vegas was so injured this season. They didn't stop being injured even when the season ended, like, and the players left. They're just still getting fucking injured. Apparently. Yeah, you know, you and I texted about this and I made the joke that it was probably something innocuous, like he was at a party and <laughs> slipped on some guacamole and <laughs> fell down the stairs or something. He was PF, PF Chang's and like got too excited, like uh, fucking, are those crispy green beans? Motherfucker! <laughs> I saw him in a picture of Kane's gear, so like, I know he is at least played on ice in some capacity while wearing their jersey but uh was there any guacamole right but nobody said anything about like this happening in practice nobody's you know you didn't hear like his achilles got cut by a skate it was just torn achilles which i mean you can fucking fall down the stairs and probably do that pretty easily you could step down a stair and do that like if you're not careful that's crazy i mean athletes are humans and well Stupid human tricks are often sad. Eddie Olchuk uh, is also making an exit uh, this year. Latest to flee or be discarded. By the 
Chicago hockey team. <laughs> Perfect. He got it. He, Perfect. Yeah. He's, he's now joined the Kraken's broadcast after 15 years in Chicago. Uh, he is a former player for the Chicago hockey team. Right. Which is that's. Uh, and so th- that makes this kind of like an indictment. Like, has anything gotten better in Chicago? Like Eddie Olchuk's life was in Chicago. Yeah, he he's has from Chicago. His horses are in Chicago. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's got to find himself a stable outside of Seattle. I think he's got kids in Chicago. I mean, I'm Maybe sure he'll Willa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know, he'll still probably keep his property and shit, but uh, he's taking a job with Kraken and. I don't know, kind of mirrors my own fandom in some ways. I'm I'm kind of shopping for some Brandon Tanev jerseys. It's um do it. Um can you get a Brandon Tanev and a Chris Tanev? Yeah, but the thing is like Same I want jerseys are sweet. Yeah, they they are. Um I want like a Brandon Tanev like staring off in the middle distance like face mask. But it's got to be super perfect. Like I need like one of those ones from Mission Impossible 2 that it's just the actor. Uh, I just turn into Brandon Tanev. And you pull it off and it sounds like a suction cup. It's yes, like, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely an indictment on the current state of the hockey team in Chicago. It's f- fucking embarrassing. Right. Uh, it, he lived his whole life for that team and then said, fuck this. Uh, you know, I, I can actually sympathize. So yeah, like, I mean, good for him. I'm, I, oh, I can definitely sympathize. Uh, I saw this as like some sort of weird symbol. Like, yeah, it, this is your bat symbol to this. Is, he is taking the journey, the spiritual journey that you need to take to the Kraken. All right. I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. You're a Kraken fan now. I'm referring to you as Kraken fan. <laughs> and then Stripers like, now. And then like. When Frank Nazar is like a, a NHL star, we can like return to the 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 Blackhawks. No, you're done. And when they have a New Jersey, it's, it's and just like a, the it's just like college football. You get one transfer, otherwise you have to sit out a year. I mean, I'm willing to sit out uh, a fantasy but, but hockey. Like, no, of, you will sit out a fantasy hockey. Oh no, part yeah. of the spiritual journey is I'll returning. Kick, I'll right kick not? the champ out of the league, <laughs> and I will find somebody. I will get my wife who doesn't give a shit about sports to run your team for a year and then when you come back you will have nothing i can be a blackhawks fan again you're gonna that's what it'll take you're gonna convince her to trade everybody uh keepers gone (laughs) my lovely wife hi yeah we're best friends right yeah you don't need that guy (laughs) here you don't need david pasternak here here's riley (laughs) shayhan Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the hero's journey comes with with consequences. Yeah, you know, that's how it goes. But yeah, it it's sad because you know he's probably sad about it too. Uh, I like oh Eddie, for sure. I actually I like him as an announcer. I think I'm maybe in the minority, but um, I thought so he, I, I think he's good calling games, but I think he's bad like on TV. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah, he he's he's like Pierre Maguire light. Like he knows like way too much about these 
kids like personal lives and where they were at in juniors he lost his virginity in 2017 <laughs> yeah. to oh, a yeah, when sock he was... name that he named albert <laughs> when he was betting on the horsies with me uh he's 17 uh yeah you know well we're gonna move into some somber news for just a moment here um this is uh absolutely heartbreaking mm-hmm. um if you watched the nhl playoffs which if you're listening to us you probably did this past year the oilers all last season were kind of guided by this young fan ben stelter yeah he was there their cause celeb super fan diagnosed with uh, a, a form of glioblastoma 18 months ago and uh, sadly he passed away you know when they kind of adopted this six-year-old as their icon symbol like he's like a good luck charm oh yeah absolutely and he leaned into it his family leaned into it uh the players leaned into it he'd met all the stars in the team in the short years that he was sick yeah multiple Uh, times like hung out with the team like they 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 adopted him too yeah there's there's things about like about sports that really matter Mm -hmm. like there's something like Iowa football turning the entire stadium, turning towards the children's hospital and waving during mm-hmm. home football games for Iowa. Like, yeah. Or PK Subban's children's hospital work, uh, in Montreal, even after they shipped him to, to Nashville, yeah. he still goes back to Montreal to go to the same children's hospital that he went to when he was on Montreal Canadians. Yeah. It's like these things matter. And, even with a like a ton of these events happening, it's really important because they one they draw attention to causes that are you know for the most part really dire mm-hmm. and neat like you know like and I'm not poo pooing breast cancer in any way. I've lost a number of family members to mm-hmm. it, but like the Save the Mommies campaign is extremely effective and it should be, but there are a lot of lesser known forms of cancer or, Mm -hmm. you know, terminal diseases that don't have that sort of attachment. And so like when somebody like this or a situation like this raises awareness Mm -hmm. for those things. Yeah. For brain cancer in this case. Yeah. I mean, the kid was an absolute, warrior and like that's an overused term when it comes to fighting cancer but he overcame his symptoms to like take the ice with the team for i think it was a practice or a warm-up um and it was one of uh, it, that's become the kind of iconic image of his life and super fandom and it's it, like that that's a good thing it, it you could tell that this was just this like time of unmitigated joy for him that the team could provide him with. And like, we give the owners a lot of crap. They did an amazing job here. All the things that have to go right to, to make all these things happen. Like that shows that their hearts in the right place from kind of top to bottom as an organization, the players showed this kid, you know, the best that, that they could. And, and, you know, I, I hope that made his journey, uh, as bearable as it could have been. Absolutely. Well said. Um, want to get silly now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get silly. Silly like world junior championship. Well, I mean, it's silly that it's being played in August to begin with. So, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, uh, shifted because of COVID. 
Um, because the World Juniors stuck a bunch of teams in the same hotel as an outdoor wedding in Red Deer, fucking Alberta. Like, yeah, it, 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 hilarious. Speaking of silly, like that's bananas. Right. So they're they're trying again. They're taking their mulligan, and nobody's showing up for the games. Yeah. You know why? Because. <laughs> covid and Co- also uh yeah 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 canada's real cringy right now yeah i mean the canada uh, canadian junior team yeah if, if can't it, you know if canadians and and protestants are known for one thing it's uh not taking guilt very well and uh you can tell that canada's pissed at their junior team they're staying away from these games they're staying away from anything canada hockey sponsors have been few and far between and also the games are insanely overpriced and at like 4 p.m local so they're a sporting event is what you're saying yeah but like nobody wants to pay 150 dollars canadian like i think that's what i saw cheap seats going for Um, so it's like what 12 dollars (laughs) american mason mctavish had a four goal game and that sounds really impressive because he tied a canadian record they scored 11 goals in that game. Like, <laughs> it's a bloodbath. Like, right. if they won four to three and he scored four goals, tickle me or color me impressed. Uh, one of my favorite bits that I've seen from this uh, tournament is uh, a ref uh, prior to the puck drop of a Germany USA game <laughs> said to both centers, uh, Santa is already watching you. <laughs> And I love that. You don't want to be on the naughty list. I mean, fuck, I hate getting hit by sticks on the face-off. It's the worst. I want to put certain players on the naughty list because of just how they take face-offs. So. Thankfully, I'm not good enough at face-offs to really like actually injure a referee. That is in something doing our so. team drastically sucks at. Yeah. We're <laughs> to get better. I, I, will, I will be so happy when we win one face-off. I... Oh, I'm probably like 40%. I'm kidding. Yes. You prick. <laughs> oh, I'm a defenseman. I don't take face-offs. I'm going to poo-poo them. Anyways, Ryan Miller, Lansing, Michigan icon, former Spartan. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is having his number retired by the Sabres, which is 100% the right move. Mm-hmm. I know Ryan Miller spent time with other franchises, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's, he's a Buffalo Sabre. Forever a Sabre. And... Yeah, good. Good for him. Good for them. He was nothing but a class act his whole career. And in retirement, he's been nothing but a class act. Fancy that. Do we do we think Ryan Miller is a Hall of Famer? No, I think he's Hall of Very Good. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of, well, on the flip side of Very Good. Yeah, Hall of Very Bad. Is fucking trash. (laughs) The Minnesota Wild have announced Punisher Night. uh, (laughs) Law Enforcement Appreciation Night. Punisher uh, Tattoo Night. uh, It's like a bunch of dudes who fucking suck are going (laughs) to show up to this fucking game. But you know that that these thin blue line t-shirts that they have are going to sell like hotcakes in Uh, the uh, divorced dad. Uh, uh, the demographic divorced because they beat their wife mm-hmm. hey that's statistically yeah. factual mm-hmm. so law enforcement officers do beat their wife they that's love to like beat women 40 yeah. percent it's very high yeah um and sad and uh, we wish they were better fucking horrible but also this is so minnesota this fucking sucks like especially like i don't know if we remember what has happened in minneapolis recently but right some shit Maybe hold off on the fucking law enforcement night until, you know, at least their fucking prison sentences are over for murdering George Floyd. Yeah. Uh, Derek Chauvin appreciation night uh, has a bad ring to it. It, it really kind of does. But 
like I said, this is also very Minnesota uh, because, well, racial issues are very Minnesota. So yeah, uh, yeah. I just wish that in this case, a team that I generally like would have read the room a little bit better. That's all. That's all we can ask for. You know, I mean, like this is the team that also features some of the more outspoken racial justice players in the league and Matt Dumba. So I don't know. It, it, it's a really weird dichotomy. I'm guessing he won't be wearing a back the blue shirt <laughs> considering like, yeah, he's one of the founding members of the hockey diversity Alliance, which has been trying to stand up against this sort of shit for years and has been universally shunned by the NHL. So, right. And you know, the state of Minnesota then will probably turn around and lambast him. Like the player that got lambasted for not wearing a, a gay pride t-shirt. Or, uh, in warm-ups, the soccer player. I yeah, think the woman from the North Carolina Courage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, that was not lost on me. Takes takes a lot of courage to you know be a fucking bigot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, better to make it take courage in than to fucking, make it easy <laughs> in fucking women's soccer. It was it was pretty amazing. I, yeah. I was well, uh, like, I, I was aghast when I was like reading this article because it just made less and less sense and. She's not that good. <laughs> right. Like, that, like you're a that, star. Like you didn't need her. There were mm-hmm. plenty of other people. You could have been yeah. like, hey, um, how about the uh, one who doesn't suck? Well, I mean, at least and, she made herself expendable. Yeah. Again, like this was already a known thing. So. Oh, yeah. Um, did she have problems with it before? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think she was available? Tony D'Angelo of the yeah, WSL. Or the Bill Haslam. Uh, Ooh, who. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Bill Haslam is reportedly soon to be buying the Nashville Predators, which honestly, I didn't know they were for sale, but they are bill haslam noted brother of jimmy haslam owner of the cleveland browns who probably had to sign off on bringing in deshaun watson and uh their father uh jim jumbo jim haslam oh uh, let's not let's not i'm sorry yeah that was just too easy uh jim haslam founder of pilot petroleum so uh all oil money all just fucking terrible through and through when you take a shit on the side of the highway it's probably at one of their companies yeah and if it's in oregon it's probably in one of those bathrooms that you have to like get the fucking key and like walk around to the back and it looks like someone got murdered in it Uh, because they did yeah Yeah. that's by bill haslam that's just that's every bathroom on the way to bend did you have you noticed that i don't stop Uh, okay yeah (laughs) i'm like (laughs) madras gone yeah sorry (laughs) i'm I'm not i'm not touching those bathrooms now uh lucky you yeah my my baby bladder strains (laughs) all the way there i legitimately don't drink water on that drive because i'm like nope just nope just powering through bill haslam we're making fun of him because he's a piece of shit who has campaigned against same-sex marriage and for uh removing the rights of lgbtq plus people throughout his history was a strong proponent of uh repealing roe v wade just a genuine top line fuckbag. um uh, he'll uh, fit in with a decent amount of nhl owners but right. like he's public about it which makes it worse yeah outspoken like yeah a whole lot of nhl players get by thinking these things because they shut the fuck up yeah he's like no no no, no. i hate gay people and they're like wait what 
Yeah, what? I don't like my own team's pride night. Uh, he didn't say that, but he probably he's about will. to. He probably thinks if it. the Preds don't have a pride night this year, burn it down. They had a big one. Yeah, they were, you, they were like one of the. They also had Creed come and play. So, like, I mean, pluses and minuses. Let's move back to awesome. Slurpees are awesome. This is kind Cal of Macar is awesome. This is the fast food uh, portion of the uh, the podcast. If we can somehow link Patrice Bergeron to to fast, fast food, food oh, I, think well, I was thinking great. we would go in and out of it pretty quick this guy this, <laughs> yeah that's why that's why everybody likes you more so cal mccarr that's why people know you have a podcast and, and are surprised to find oh, out shush. that I'm the oh, <laughs> so cal mccarr got got a uh, filled his stanley cup with slurpee which i 100 percent oh yeah 100 out of 100 no notes perfect yeah. uh, perfect yeah. get a slurpee in the stanley cup fuck yeah his thesis was accepted with no edit he also along with logan o'connor took it to the calgary children's hospital which is fucking rad yeah and they're they're from there yes. so that's why they that's why calgary um calgary also i think there was a sleepover which is just adorable they should have put like a kitten in the Stanley cup and like <laughs> just, just let it curl up and let have it, a, let have it a great swim time. in the slurpee and post slurpee like i do not i do not endorse kittens and slurpees turn the orange cat half blue (laughs) following in the trend of fast food the the hamburglar he's hamburgling down to florida which i mean florida man steals puck like that sounds like a good uh good headline while high on meth and uh holding an alligator Okay, that's that's true, Florida man. But I, I don't I don't think Andrew Hammond is really into meth or alligators, I as far not. as I've heard. He probably uh, shouldn't I mean, be in the NHL if he's in. Well, he hasn't meth. lived in Florida yet, so there's time. Yeah, okay. yeah. One of the best nicknames, and I don't know what would you say, underdog players of the past few. Absolutely, past few seasons. I mean, he what that was like five years ago, right now. Yeah. He has collected when, some serious paychecks off yeah, of that. Yeah, off of one insane postseason with the ill-fated Ottawa Senators playoff run. So he's got a PTO with Florida. Awesome. They they need a fun backup. Maybe maybe he's their man. I think we could probably easily transition to Mangiapani and just be like, oh, yeah, fast food. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, before that, Boston did what they probably should have done last year, <laughs> which is bring <laughs> David Krejci back. Lobbied him. But also brought Pat- Patrice Bergeron back. Brad Marchand uh, licked a couple of faces, left them moist. Yeah, he, he tweeted the, uh, the moist symbol when the news broke. That's that's kind of sexy. They also signed Pavel Zaka to a one-year RFA deal. Fine. Yeah. I, it's, I think that was a good trade for them. I think Zaka's got some unlocked potential there. Mm-hmm. Calgary got halfway to making this Keith Kachuk trade a huge win by Keith locking Kachuk. up. Keith Kachuk? Matt Kachuk. Matt Kachuk. Sorry. Dylan Kachuk. <laughs> Logan Kachuk. Uh, Logan Kachurchuk. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so... It's Matthew Kachuk. Calgary got halfway to making this Matthew Kachuk trade look pretty a big win for them. By, Respectable. Well, they they locked up Jonathan Huberdeau basically for the rest of his career. Yep. Eight years, 10.5 mil per year. He Contracts, celebrated like, on a lake with a fuck ton of champagne. Yeah, I think 
you know, contracts like that never age well. He's 29, I believe. But they have essentially bought the rest of his career. Yes. And that's kind of fucking awesome. Huberdeau is a great player, was second or third in the league in scoring last Mm -hmm. year. Him playing on Elias Lindholm's wing is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, good for them. Uh, They also re-signed Andrew Mangiapani to a contract. I don't remember that. The details are not important, but he re-signed I forget the actual figure, but it, it was it's a good number. Yeah. So Manjupani's deal is uh, five point eight million for three years. So that's a that's that's, that's a both yeah. that's a win win deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we hope they sign Mackenzie Wegar, and uh, I don't know. It, it's going to be really easy, interesting to see what this team is after jettisoning two stars and taking on two quasi stars. Like, are they going to repeat their playoff performance of last year or? miss entirely i think they might be better because their issue especially when they went up against edmonton was speed and the back end Mm. jacob markstrom can only do so much he had a couple of really good games in that series he had a couple of stinkers in that series again that's why i think mackenzie wegar is like the the bigger part of this deal was because that's where they needed help and also, Chillington's going to be a year older. You know, y- yeah. The, I think that's... I think they're probably more towards a... Uh, I think they're a better playoff team because of this. Maybe. I think they're maybe more towards like a 6-7-8 seed. Not in the West. Yeah, that's also true. The West is... They're a 3 or 4 seed in the West. Right, but what if Anaheim and LA, you know, turn the corner this Meh. year? And I mean... I'm also like a free agents take time to integrate kind of guy. Whereas like Gaudreau and Kachuk had played together for years and with most of that core. I don't know. Interesting to see how getting a new defenseman and a new star winger are going to help. Yeah, we'll see. And we're going to end this on a a bit of a a lark, shall we say. It was announced recently uh, within the last couple of days that Adidas has decided to end its contract for NHL jerseys, I believe, after next season. Mm -hmm. If you're European, that's Adidas. uh, Adidas. uh, Famously uh, formed by a member of the SS. Um, (laughs) Really? Adidasler, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, I always thought it was from the J.C. Chazé song, All Day I Dream About Sex. Uh, or the corn song, Adidas. Who's corn? Uh, Kidding. Your corns. So I believe it's after the end of next year, Adidas' contract with the NHL will run out. I have no idea what this means for the right. league. But the real big question that comes up is, who is going to be the next maker of jerseys for the nhl and i want it to be louis vuitton if only right like (laughs) imagine um, every jersey but in like louis vuitton style with the the lv print like uh, that would be so amazing i mean you could sell them for like 3500 bucks that's because that's how much they would charge the nhl for them yeah per jersey (laughs) i i love your note here about hugo hugo boss but to make jerseys for thomas grice which is funny but Adidas could have already done that. So mm-hmm. could Puma, who was also... Oh, Puma's another one? Well, so... I mean, because Hugo Boss... Designed the and uniforms. And made yeah. the SS jerseys. Yeah, and so you know who wore them a lot? Rudolph and Adi Dazzler, who were the owners of the Dazzler Shoe Company, decided they fucking hated each other, built Puma and Adidas across the street from each other, 
and we're both SS <laughs> officers. Yeah. Never went to Thanksgiving again. I was thinking H&M would be a good maker because, well, that's probably what most of the players wear most of the time. Maybe for the discount jerseys? Yeah. Or I was thinking Dior because with Johnny Depp, they're used to repping abusers. You, oh, what if every jersey was made out of a, an Old Navy tech vest? Perfect. Yeah, that's... Sorry, no more sweaters. We're going with vests. Sweater vests. Oh, the Jim Trestle special. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see what uh, shenanigans come out of this. The these upcoming uh, negotiations, I'm sure, we'll all be disappointed by the company that that takes over. All right. Uh, with that, uh, we're gonna end this episode uh, mercilessly mercifully 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 yeah um you can find us all over the internets at handsomehockey.com where i just learned how to uh edit html um (laughs) uh i'm old uh handsome hockey podcast on instagram at handsome hockey on twitter or handsome hockey pod at gmail.com we also have a facebook page it's um it's there we we post some stuff I try and use it sometimes. Every once in a while. I, I've just gotten so burned out on social media. Like my brother sends me probably 25 memes a day. Yeah, for real. And like I know I'm supposed to go on to the handsome hockey podcast Instagram page and like post some shit. And I'm just like, I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> I hate all of this so much. Yeah. I need to go on like a hero's journey away from social media to like come back and actually use it. Yeah. somewhat competently because i mean i don't know at some point i know how to use everything and then they like changed all of it and i'm just like too angry to learn it again I you know what that means i'm senile you're old yeah <laughs> yeah uh before we leave uh happy birthday to evan it's Aww. coming up here in a couple of days hopefully i get this podcast this episode edited that'll be my birthday present to him i think that uh, that that slaw you're bringing is more important oh fuck i gotta right i gotta find a good recipe um we have recipe if you need a recipe oh no i'm oh i'm gonna surprise the fuck out of you i'm bringing like some like uh it's gonna be slaw but made out of like chicken <laughs> <laughs> Here, this is this is the slaw, Jake. This is this is made out of shredded beef. <laughs> slaw, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, anything could be coleslaw if you yeah. if you believe hard enough. Yeah, I I believe so fucking hard. You don't even believe. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you everybody for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. You you tickle our fancy. Stay handsome, everybody. Restez beau, tous les mots.